0: Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tessier of Wrestling.com. I'm joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw. John, how are you doing?
1: All things considered, pretty good. It was a great weekend. I was ringside for the Super Show. I was at SmackDown on Friday, so it was pretty good.
0: Hey, I mean, that is, the that's like an, an encapsulation of the fact that wrestling is back. Fans are back. We are back to some semblance of normalcy in wrestling and and. and the world in general, and that's a beautiful thing. So, you know, with that, obviously, we did have Monday Night Raw tonight. Fans are back second week in a row. Things are good. Uh, obviously, lots lots to talk about beyond the fans being back because that doesn't necessarily equate to a good show uh inherently, but we'll talk all about that. Before we do, just want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here on Ed Russell Zone is available on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Bible, Podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So, John, I guess we might as well start with the main event here. We start getting some comments about it, and I do want to clarify here. Zach Morton saying, "Yeah, Charlotte's the champion again." Now, it's important to note this was a, I guess the the new popular thing, a, a champion uh, a champions contender match, right? It Was not a title match, um, but. I'll admit, like for me, for me even, it's it's my job to watch the show, and I admittedly got caught, like caught for a second. I was like, "Oh, the Charlotte just won the title," and I forgot. No, this is not a title match. It was a not well. A
1: also, match. because during the match, Jimmy Smith said something about can Nikki retain the title, and I was thinking, "Well, it's not a title match. Why is he saying that?" But I
0: right. can understand why would he say that. But so yeah, that is that is important to note because I, I mean I I would imagine there's already been some. You know, some some reaction online, th- people thinking Charlotte won the title, and there's something to you said for the fact that Charlotte just beat the newly crowned champion, um, but no, this was a non-title match, and we should pair talking about this match with the announcement that, as we had kind of talked about last week, we will, at least at this juncture in time, be getting a triple threat match between Charlotte Flair, Ray Ripley, and Nikki ASH, a- 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 I should say, at SummerSlam for the Raw Women's title. And now tonight we did see Charlotte uh, defeat Nikki at A.S.H. And then uh, basically Nikki challenged her to a rematch next week. So we will be seeing that again next week, leading into SummerSlam here. So I I guess, John, just break down your thoughts on this match here and then the the announcement and and the direction for this triple threat match.
1: Man, this was um, a little rough, Uh, especially after the match, when she gets on the mic and she's like, I know I can almost win. And that's like, why are you saying like that? You're all, you almost (laughs) won like to me that was like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, but at the same time, I think it's annoying that people are clamoring that they expect Becky Lynch to walk out. And every week I, I sit there and I'm thinking to myself, she's not coming out, but every week it's the same stuff where people are posting. Why didn't Becky come out at this point? Becky's not probably coming until SummerSlam unless she shows up next week, and that's because it's in Chicago. We know they're going, for lack of a better term, we know they're going all out for Chicago um, (laughs) with uh, Goldberg and likely Randy Orton. He's still advertised. We know things change, though. Um, But as far as the main event goes and just the whole development with this tonight in general, uh, I had mentioned. through the live shows, both Saturday and Sunday, especially Saturday, because I was there to witness it. Uh, Rhea Ripley, since she dropped the title, is suddenly over with the crowd again. Like, like as soon as the report came out that WWE was pushing her now officially as a baby-faced good, good guy, all of a sudden she was over again on, on Saturday and Sunday. So um, I don't think she's going to win, though. Uh, I, I honestly believe that we probably would see Charlotte win in some capacity. This is going to be a short reign for Nikki and tonight to, certainly did to not do any favors for her.
0: I, I would agree again for me, probably for any, any number of people there, even just a momentary thought that, that they were giving Charlotte the title. Uh, even if it wasn't on title match leads to that kind of uh, maybe a solid prediction that maybe she'll lose the title anyway. If, if, probably at, at SummerSlam in this case. Uh but on the other hand, Peter's uh stave rose, sorry if not pronounced that right, saying that Nikki will retain at SummerSlam, uh possibly hinting or predicting that she might hold on the title longer. I mean it, this does feel like a, a transitional reign. I have a hard time I, I hate to say, but taking her seriously, just the way she's being presented. That promo uh after the main event match there where as you said, John, that she said that she all that she could almost be Charlotte, that she could almost again she's almost superhero. a
1: week after she beat her
0: right granted it's a little different right it was money in the bank cash in and that's always there's an asterisk there where it's like you know they're not really beating them she just got beat down by Ray ripley um but no that's kind of where i come come across on it where i don't necessarily think that she'll retain a SummerSlam. i think she could uh but in terms of likelihood i don't necessarily think so um of the options here, I feel like, I, 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 don't know. I mean, I, I guess maybe long term, you think maybe Charlotte takes the title. Then, whenever Becky does come back, they do something there. I don't know when that would. Be, what that one? I think be.
1: at the very late, very latest, he's coming back at SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, and I think it will be to confront Charlotte. But the question remains at that point. Why didn't you just have Charlotte keep the title heading into SummerSlam? Why did you have to involve Nikki right away the next night? Did they just want that kind of, you know, big feel for the night after a pay-per-view? First raw back with fans to kind of do something special. Um, But I would be very surprised if this somehow made it past SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, I mean... I, I feel like that's the consensus, and it much it feels more likely that either Char- well, Charlotte, well, or Rhea. I think having been both former champions in recent weeks, one of them will regain the title. And I mean, we see this all the time. It's like, why did WWE do this when they wind up doing something that feels like the the, the same course anyway? It's like if they're going to have Charlotte either take the title back at SummerSlam, like it does feel like a little circuitous and a, a little odd in that sense but you know we're we are definitely seeing some divisiveness about about this outcome you know some people thinking that will be an an underdog story where maybe the whole point is that john you and i are sitting here underestimating nikki and and i maybe many other fans are doing that as well and maybe that's the whole idea um I don't know. And then some other thoughts about maybe Alexa Bliss feuding with Nikki after that. That's one feud that, to me, title or, or no title. I think that's something that makes a lot of sense. You kind know, of like a Batman Joker kind of thing. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, but then just from, uh, defending this decision for Shaw Flair and uh, with the title, with the quick title reign and losing it, it's padding stats, right? Get but, it together. Get
1: But then why did they magically take away two of them in the past couple of weeks? Because she was at 13 and then she was at 11. If they're trying to pad stats, why are they taking away some of her reigns? Which, I mean, I get I get the comment, but to me, that doesn't make sense if all of a sudden she goes from a 13-time champ down to an 11-time champ, and we, we're we not sure which two they erased from history, but somewhere along the lines they did. Now, this was obviously a one-day reign, but I still am sticking to my my guns here where they just wanted to do something big historically the women's money in the bank briefcase never makes it more than a week. And this is like four times in a row now where they've cashed it in within a week. So
0: I'm not surprised there either. Yeah. I mean, again, we see this all the time. It, it, it's something that can kind of seem great in the moment or, or they want to kind of pop something for a moment for, for the first show. You, as you said, with the fans back or something, Um and then you know, one week, two weeks later, it, the, there's there's that lack of longer term direction, and and now we're sitting here on the on the road to SummerSlam, not really knowing uh, where we're going from here. You know, I, I don't know. I, I I guess that that definitely does lend the sense that you know it, it, this is not a longer term thing. That, that that Charlotte will probably get the title back, or. Or maybe even Rhea, I guess at this point it does feel like Charlotte is the favorite. Hermit Carr predicting that someday Charlotte will break uh, her father Ric Flair's uh, title record. I think that's probably the direction. And I've seen arguments that that's why they they took away two of those ty- the the title reigns to kind of draw that story out, maybe out of uh, just pure storytelling, just so they can, I guess, prolong that. Uh, and then some some you know argument that yeah, Vince doesn't count NXT. That's another comment we got here. Uh, so i i don't know um but here's a you know like the comment from bill wade saying he's not impressed with nikki cross or nikki ash as the champion glad she won they should drop her gimmick already uh it's go holding her back should have won this week to uh to lift her up should have won next week this made the champion look weak i would agree and it feels like if nikki loses next week that would definitely make her look pretty weak in that sense so um,
1: and, and the funny thing is they set this up and now it's like people are going to have this expectation again next week that someone like Becky could possibly come out. Because, like, th- this was the main event tonight.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Like, this, this opened and closed the show, by the way. Which is, like, that's usually the the big thing on, on any show, right? The, the Whatever opens and closes. Like, we see that on SmackDown with Roman Reigns. Like, this is, or at least for tonight, you know, this was Raw's big story which is interesting, right?
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it is, but at the same time, it's like, I just don't understand it. I don't know. That's it.
0: No, it's hard to understand. I mean, I, I like this comment from a friend of the show, Nando. Uh, for me, it was interesting. We had Nikki Cross come out early on in the show, and at first, I kind of liked her promo. She started I, the show. She did, and she was saying, you know, just uh, addressing her title win and, and how she she didn't believe in herself. Now she does. Uh, she puts this outfit on, and, and it gives her this confidence, and and that she wants to you know stand up for everybody and be this role model. And it's largely what she said before. But at least the beginning of the show, she, what she was saying, it made, it made sense. I was on board with it. And then we got, at the end of the show, with this, this promo with Flair and Charlotte again. And, again, this again, the, that's not a saying. People don't actually talk like that. Who would actually say to, to their enemy, if, if we're thinking this is kind of a comparison to like a bully. It's like, who would actually say, mm-hmm. oh, I could almost stand up to you. I could almost beat you. Like, no. Like, what? I don't know. Um, but, no, it, it is interesting that this is... Or, or again, that it was positioned tonight as the main story on Raw, and it's still confusing, that it still feels like there's not a whole lot of, you know, uh, always the, the criticism that there's this lack of long-term planning. Um, but I guess to, to put a bow on it, I will say, I I feel like at this point, based on what we were seeing, uh, probably, you know, I, I would predict at this point, fire. we'll get the title back. Uh, and, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but that'll, that'll be my prediction. Now, John, you and I talked about this before we went on the air. Michael Kent wondering where John Cena was. He was advertised I was, for the show.
1: I was just about to address that. So John Cena was advertised for the show, but he wasn't advertised for the show. He was advertised for an appearance in a Kansas City, which he had. Uh, he, after Raw went off the air tonight, he teamed with Riddle in a tag team match, and they defeated Mace and Tibor. So the live crowd got John Cena in a tag match after the show, which is what I'm expecting they'll get. Now, he's not advertised for Raw next week in Chicago because the show's already loaded with talent next week. But if Cena's advertised for any Raws next month, he's going to be in a dark match. At this point, there's no reason that Cena needs to be on Raw When he's on a SmackDown story, they're advertising him, I believe, for ticket sales, although people will get bent out of shape and think, well, they're doing this for ratings. But I I, I didn't have the expectation at 8 o'clock tonight that Cena was going to show up on the show because it just wouldn't make sense. And we know how they operate with him being in a dark match. Uh, Real quick before we move on, were, were you caught off guard by the fact that he wasn't on the show or were
0: you kind of expecting it? I guess both. No, not to take the easy way out there, but I I had seen he was advertised, and knowing that they're going with this whole Summer of Cena thing, and it feels like they want him to be on every show in some capacity, I kind of thought that we might see him. But then logically, I I thought, what would he be doing on Raw? Roman, Roman Reigns is on SmackDown. I don't think he'd be in two solo lines at the same time. I didn't think he was going to follow up on his bro off with Riddle from last week. You know, I, if anything, I it would have been kind of a waste to just kind of throw him out there for a, a, just a one-off interaction with somebody on Raw. Like, so no, this made, it made sense just to do that for the dark match for the people um, – that were in there, what they were, were there in person, and to drive the ticket sales for people that were there in person, because then no, you, they're not false advertising. Like if you go in person, you'll see John Cena. Like that's fine. Uh, sure, but I do think there is some some validity if you if you're someone that you know, can't tune in tonight. With that, you know, announcement. Oh, John Cena's gonna be on. I'm gonna watch. You know, I know. My my girlfriend asked me before I we, went that we were before we all started. she was like, oh, is John Cena gonna be on? And I said, yes. I said he's advertised for the show, so yeah. And then he didn't start the show. And hour one complete, hour two complete, and she's like, I guess he's not gonna be on. I'm like, yeah, probably not at this point. Um, because again, at that point, I was like, I don't, I didn't think how he could be on for any logical reason. Uh, So no, I, I wasn't upset because I didn't think it would make sense. I guess I just was more expecting it, but I want it didn't happen. Maybe it was a sense of odd relief. I don't know. One, an interesting comment from, I think Jake D six in the comments. I'm not sure if that's his name or not. Was this a bottom five raw of all time? I would say no. We've seen some rough ones, even just in the pandemic era, even in the past couple of years. And then if you if you look just back across the history of Raw, the long history of Raw, there have been many rough Raws. And I think we're still very much in this period of uh, just being, still so being that glad the fans are back. Like it'd be hard for it to be a bottom five, right?
1: From a rating standpoint, definitely. I, I wouldn't think so. For quality... Uh, that would be a little far-fetched, but I would definitely say for 2021, yes, it, it was for sure. Um, the live fans did nothing. I, I joked earlier that there was more fan live crowd reactions in the Thunderdome with no crowd than there was tonight in Kansas City with a crowd. I mean, it was bad. They uh, They weren't reactive to mostly anything until we got to the riddle part of the show. They didn't even pop for cross or really Keith Lee, to be honest. Um, It didn't feel like they were interested in anything of the first hour of the show. Um, I I, I can't tell you if that's typical for Kansas City. I mean, I know prime example, every time that they go to Lafayette, everybody's like, well, the crowd's going to suck because the Lafayette crowds always suck. But Kansas City, I, I don't know. But yeah, tonight it wasn't good at all from a crowd standpoint. And I think it proved real quickly, only two weeks in, it proved that a live crowd isn't going to fix all the problems and make everything seem really good. Because tonight, it was basically just a different background. It was a crowd instead of screens. And, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean... It's important to note that I think many people, I would say myself included, hoped that their turn of life fans would maybe uh, produce more changes or, or more something. Uh, than we've been seeing you know and and no it it is still kind of the same show just in front of a live crowd we literally ended the show with the announcement for a rematch for next week and john for i'll say months at this point you and i just talk all the time about it's just rematches 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 and that is very much the narrative of raw at this point um and, and again the hope that that the live fans would fix that. Like, no, like that's just, it's still the same show. There's still some of these issues. Maybe we'll see things change slowly but surely. Well, that-
1: well next week with the fact that Raw is in Chicago, like it or not, the crowd will express their feelings and it will be probably, uh, I'd say, a rowdy crowd that's not going to put up with stuff like that. And yes, I do expect a handful of CM Punk chants, at least, at least three or four. I, I, and I, I hope you would agree because oh, yeah. they they already have in the past, and now with all this news about him, this is like what they're just they're just going to do that. And that they they've always have done that. They're known for being the top wrestling city in the United States. I mean, Chicago. Uh, so the fact that. They aren't. They're going to express their feelings more than any other city, and I think that that might be a wake-up call. Finally, when they're booing
0: everything that's going on. Yeah, I mean, there's something I won't say ironic, and I'm, I'm I'm trying to find humor in it. But I feel like if not mm-hmm. for all these rumors about CM Punk and AEW and everything, I think like due to the pandemic era and everything, if not for all of the stuff about CM Punk right now. Next week's show, there would not be CM new. It might have much- finally went away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or if it would have been and much- it
1: did at Money in the Bank, the yeah. f- basically the first event with fans back. People in that arena tried to start CM Punk chance, but everybody else shut it down right away. And then literally, like what four to eight hours later, the news comes out that oh CM Punk might be coming back. And now it's like,
0: well, there goes that. Like, that's not gonna happen now. Yeah, and, and that. there's some irony or just maybe unfortunate timing to that where just now that is very much this very all this buzz and whether there's truth to it or not who's to say but the fans there—it is Chicago. They're known for for making the voices heard like that, and uh, it is CM Punk City, so you know, it is very easy to, to connect those dots. Uh, John, you were just talking about how some cities can kind of have this reputation for being bad crowds, and French Nando saying a bad live crowd can sap the enjoyment out of a show. And for me, you know, we're, you're talking about there being some like more uh, crowd noise in the pandemic era in the Thunderdome than compared to some of these bad shows that, that you might see. And it's funny, because to me, like in a way it, it's hard to tell like when or how much WWE is piping fan noise in, especially at these live shows. But like, I feel like I'm getting like trust issues. I'm like, what's actually like being, what's a real cheer and what's being piped in. And there's really like, it's it's hard to tell. As and, uh, far
1: as far As far as tonight goes, you could clearly tell they piped in crowd noise at the at the for the main event when Nikki came out and she was in the ring, and they panned to the graphic showing like uh, the SummerSlam matchup between the three, and all of a sudden the cheers got louder when they when they popped that up. So like uh, tonight there was one or two moments where I could really tell, and this is the first time since they left the Thunderdome that I could tell, but there were t- there were two different points tonight that I could tell that they were piping in cheers like positive crowd reactions um but that like i said the crowd just wasn't good tonight so yeah like they, like 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 um, like dan says here there wasn't even a becky chant tonight. like yeah like they weren't even chanting for like things that they wanted to happen they were just kind of like it felt like it was like new japan and they were just like
0: sitting there watching the product and not not saying anything <laughs> yeah and again like there's some points where it it seemed like they got loud and then i, I was just constantly questioning like are they actually cheering or is it getting piped in uh but i think it's fair to expect CM Punk chance or no CM Punk chance as dj Cassier in the comments is saying you know chicago events are usually like raws after mania and in the the best of times where it's, you've got the buzz and sometimes John, as you were saying earlier it does feel like wwe tie, tries to go all out with those shows uh because it is it is very much a, this you know wrestling city and and they do kind of want to try and capitalize on that hot crowd and we'll talk about randy orton potentially coming back in a little bit uh or anything else they might have in store like that uh but there definitely is something to be said for that and kind of similarly uh we're talking about the cm punk chance. raul taker sanchez say uh saying WWE's needs best in the world they want cm punk but someone else said that um they might kind of like pipe in uh some fake some fake chance to you kind know, of drown out the cm punk chance. um which I could very could very well see, uh, but nonetheless.
1: One thing I want to point out, um, the Olympics were on tonight before, so th- I think they had a little bit of a lead-in with the Olympic people, like they were watching the Olympics. Uh, and then they start with Nikki, Nikki Ash, which doesn't really entice people to keep watching. But I, I see some comments asking, like, wh- where's Raw? How do I watch Raw? Well, unfortunately, if you are on the West Coast, uh, they aired it at 5 o'clock your time tonight. They, uh, In order to keep things consistent, Raw on the West Coast aired at the same time as the East Coast, so it aired from 5 to 8 Western time instead of 8 to 11 Western time. So if you're on the West Coast, you're used to watching Raw right now, you're not going to see it because it, it's over now. Uh, for the next week, Raw is going to air at the same time on the West and East Coast because of Olympic coverage, which Colin, I think they had an opportunity there with that Olympic because the Olympic ratings they have been releasing the past couple of days for USA Network have been very high. So people are watching USA Network. This isn't NCIS. This isn't Chicago PD. It's the Olympics that right. people are watching before Raw. They even said at the end of, at the end of the Olympic coverage, like we're going to take it over to WWE Raw. We'll be back at eleven o'clock for more Olympics. And there's an opportunity there to keep people. I don't think tonight would have done that, though, with the way they opened the show.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's weird that, uh, at least for if you're someone that's kind of plugged into the news, they, I think uh, PW Insider announced shortly before Raw went on air that Nikki A.S.H. will be opening. And again, we were talking about it earlier, earlier, and I, I meant to say earlier to me, it was good. It was good to kind of have Nikki Ash and the the role of Women's title picture open the show. It was good to, have to close the show. Perhaps it's unexpected and maybe uh, again odd given given the some of the structural problems in the story, the way they're telling it. But it's something different, right? It's something good. You're not having Drew McIntyre start, start the show or or the Bobby Lashley. Even it's, it's something a little different. I like that. But if you're a casual fan or or if you're watching the Olympics that if they like well, i don't know if they did but if they advertise that like oh nikki ash is gonna be appearing like at eight o'clock to start the show like it's not necessarily gonna draw you in if they had I, I hate to say it but if they had said oh uh bobby lashley will respond to goldberg's challenge you might get some casual viewers would be like oh maybe goldberg will pop up or um i don't know and there there, there was probably an opportunity to somehow to get more of those casual viewers or uh just people even non-wrestling fans maybe there's some to kind of give the show a chance and then maybe you, you hook a couple of those uh again non-wrestling viewers there I, I think there is some mis- missed uh opportunity there um not to there's not not to knock nikki ash i think to, to defend that you maybe if if so there are kids watching the olympics you could they they might be able to say like oh there's this superhero wearing this colorful costume and they ask the parents, like, "Hey, I want to watch this, and then maybe they get to watch the first hour before bedtime." I don't know, but you know, there, there's something there. But I do feel like that is something they may wish they capitalized on. I don't know, and and it'll be interesting. To they see. have
1: one more chance, and I think they will next week with with the bulk of stars they have next week. And next week should be way better. I mean, it's it would be excruciatingly harder to be worse next week than.
0: Tonight, yeah, and again, we we mentioned, uh, and it's, it feels like this kind of the general uh consensus about this show is like you know they had the. we mostly talk about it now. As someone mentioned before they're surprised Randy Orton didn't show up, but we we saw, um AJ Styles and kind of beat down Riddle after his match with John Morrison. They distracted him during that match, uh and you know Styles beat down Riddle. The crowd. Uh, uh, Assuming they actually were a real, chants they're chanting for Randy Orton. This is Orton's uh, home state here. He's from St. Louis, Missouri, and Orton didn't show up. And then the thought being, okay, he'll probably show up next week in Chicago to give it that that even better. I guess on paper, the, the better pop, the bigger pop uh, to get to have a bigger star on that show, um, and, and any number any number of things like that. Uh, but no, the the kind of that's one way that like it feels like next week there's things this week show could have done to maybe prop it up a little bit and that but they may have kind of held off for next week like that but we, since we're talking about it we might as well just give our thoughts and that this did to me if this felt like a very clear indicator johnny i've been saying for weeks that we are probably going to get styles and almost versus rk bro for the tag titles at SummerSlam. it feels pretty pretty darn clear uh styles beats down riddle next week somehow some way riddle's going to be in a similar situation randy Orton's going to show up and and we're off right
1: yeah um we are definitely getting this match i think we're definitely getting the title change um and then aj styles hopefully i don't think it'll be an amicable split with him and omos i think they'll have some kind of match or feud before they're done with each other and then styles goes back to I feel like the draft will send him back to SmackDown, where he was basically known for when he came in WWE to kind of making SmackDown what it is now, essentially. Um, but Orton coming back, we know he's been gone for almost two months now. Uh, the reports that we've seen are it's not really under it's not really known why he's been gone. There hasn't really been it's not bad blood or anything. It's not injury or anything. That's all we know really that it's there's no bad blood and there's no injury. So whether he's just, we already knew after WrestleMania, he was going to take some time off, but he stuck around for a few months. So maybe this was like just his well-earned summer vacation. That's what you get when you've been with the company for like 20 years.
0: And so maybe that's what what it is. That's what uh, Peter Stavros in the comments is saying uh and you no know, this is you know,
1: longer a, than a vacation this is like a sabbatical or like a yes, hiatus
0: <laughs> yes no and it is i mean i even on the bump riddle had said something like you saw orton working out and they like they're clearly videos him of him online um you know he's like he's in hiding or anything or or this is not a, a thing where he's gone like he's just you know, i think it's very much just he's taking some time and now they're they're Seemingly, there's this easy way to bring him back, and, and uh, I still, like you said, John, think they're gonna we're gonna be seeing a titles title change at SummerSlam. I think it makes a lot of sense. I like the idea about uh, having Styles go back home. In one sense, like Ray is saying, "SmackDown, the house that Styles built." I like I like that logic there. Um, no, so I think that makes a lot of sense. We're definitely getting some comments about the draft here. Nestor Karis has said a couple times she's ready for the draft. She wants the draft. She needs the draft. Uh, Peter Stavros saying she have the draft after SummerSlam. I think it was announced for the very end of August. From or no, it got it got pushed back. It got pushed it, back to the beginning of October. Now that's right. So uh, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> we're gonna have to wait a little longer for that. Um, yeah, but again, I I remain hopeful that you know whether it's SummerSlam or, or maybe after SummerSlam uh, we'll see some things like that, where it's uh, you don't, don't necessarily necessarily need uh, this, this shakeup or, uh, or these people changing brands just to utilize them better. You don't, I mean, unfortunately I've, and I've literally said it before that like, Oh, they could just, you know, shake up the brands and, and create new stories. But at the same time, they have ways of doing that. And we could talk about stuff like Mansour, Mustafa Ali team together. Now just, you know use people that aren't getting used and, and doing something new i saw that a couple times tonight uh but uh, we i've already gotten a couple comments about uh the the non-title the the champion championship contender match between natalia tamina and eva marie and do drop uh, natalia seemingly suffered an injury here and we got a couple comments asking about her status i haven't seen anything yet but she was very clearly limping and uh, she got help in the back after the match so uh it does seem that she may have gotten injured. Uh, we don't know anything yet, but of course, one one more information is available. We will pass that along as soon as we can. Um, not sure what that would mean for the tag titles. You know, we talk about it both on the Raw show, the SmackDown show. They are definitely lacking depth in the tag women's tag division. So that would be unfortunate if she were significantly injured. Um, but for me, like this seemed to be very divisive and. I don't know. Maybe I was just in, in, a, in a weird mood. But, John, the the way this match ended, we got a, a Lily Lucian tease, a little clip where Lily, Alexa was his doll, mocked Eva Marie's evolution to just really spoof the her whole video, her whole shtick of, you know, inspiring people, being a role model. And it was, still, like, it was all just literally everything Eva Marie did for the Lily character uh, in that sense with this little vignette like that. And the distraction costs even Marie the match. And I don't know. I like this. I thought it was kind of clever. I mean, we've seen this a couple times, a uh, SmackDown a couple weeks ago, uh, Baron Corbin got his car towed, like distraction and when it's, when they're done badly are the worst. When you do them kind of cleverly and do things, something a little different, I think it'd be fun. And, and this, this was fun. And, and Alexa bliss and even Marie is kind of a weird feud, but I'm here for it. Like th- I thought this was kind of clever. And I admittedly had a kind of like some men just like to see the, the world burn moment because I was like, "Hey, give the titles to even Marie and Do because I know that would upset a lot of people, and just let's see how that goes.
1: I'd be I'd be okay with that. Um, this this feud is a little bit unpredictable as far as like what are they gonna do. If if it is a legit injury, and then what are they going to do if, you know, this whole Lily thing, whatever, clearly we're building up to some sort of feud between Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie, I would assume, but Eva Marie doesn't really wrestle, she just kind of like, lets Dewdrop do drop, do the work for her, but do drop is like, eventually going to end up turning on Eva Marie and get this big push, so I, I, I don't, I'm not sure, it's, it's, um, hard to tell
0: Raul taker sanchez wondering if uh, if tamina could hold the titles on her own that's something that you see every once in a blue moon i think kane did it once and if they want to try and make tamina the next kane um i guess i i had a thought we saw this match here and uh tamina and dewdrop had like a, a brief kind of interaction and for a long while they've tried to like turn Nia Jax and Tamita into this like clash of powerhouses. And I had this thought like, are, the, are they going to try and make uh Dewdrop and, and Tamita this like next big uh clash of powerhouses? Like, it's possible. Clearly, you know, we've been saying it for weeks now by pairing Dewdrop with Yves y- Marie, um, like it that that's a, again, it's a, it's a good spot to be in, it, it's a prominent spot for a newcomer to the main roster. So, I think that's a good thing. Um, So you know, maybe they do want to kind of get her established like that. Uh, In the event that the there needs to be a change in the tag titles, Peter Stavros saying maybe they uh, that maybe they do give Marie and do drop the titles, have them feud with Shotzi and Knox over on SmackDown. Knox and Shotzi did beat Natalya and Tamina, um, so that makes sense. Likewise, Nando saying it'd be nice to see Shotzi and Blackheart win the titles, so maybe you do that instead. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess slowly <laughs> you're building some depth you know like that right the
1: the important thing about all of this is what joshua said i just hope Nia Jax and train basil go their separate ways that's really what needs to happen in the women's tag division right now these two are, are they're doing the house show circuit as a tag team losing also for that matter um i think these two Unfortunately, Michael, Ken, I do think you're wrong? You say they're never going to split. They have to split at some point, and have one, just one more match together. Remember back when Sheamus and Cesaro had their best of seven series, and it ended before they could ended before one of them could win, and then they had a tag. A, they were a tag team, and then when they split, they never had their seventh match to figure out who's actually the winner. I'd like to see Shayna and Nia actually have a feud before the draft so they can go their separate ways or as Luke says, Shayna and Tina Turner. Um, but yeah, regardless, and we did not see them tonight. I had people ask me if Nia Jax was uh, going to be on the show. Well, her Instagram story, she was backstage at Raw, she but she was not on the show in any capacity. So uh, we'll see what they do there. But yeah, out of the whole women's tag division – We'll see what's up with Natalia first, but they have some options open to them, but not
0: many. Yeah. Uh and I feel like we say it all the time, but NXT <laughs> pretty uh or at least it had a pretty uh uh uh, loaded women's division. And, and now you've called up Shotzi and, and uh, Tegan Knox, and I have called up uh, Tegan, uh, Tony storm, I should say. Yes,
1: And that goes in hand. DJ asking if they called up Aaliyah, they did call up Aaliyah as well. She was in the dark match for SmackDown in Cleveland before the show started. She actually pretty much squashed Zelina Vega or wait, no, Zelina Vega wrestled Tony storm, right? I think so. Yeah. Right. So this was before Aaliyah did not wrestle, uh, I forget who she wrestled before Cleveland, but she was in the dark match and she won before. So she she is called up to, but she I don't think they're going to use her on TV. Indy Hartwell she beat Indy Hartwell before Cleveland. Thank you, Luke. Um, he actually has the entrances if you want to check them out. But yeah, he that's what happened on SmackDown before the show. So well, I want to talk about something else on Raw tonight, real quick, and this is. Riddle was on the show. He had a match against John Morrison. Of course, The Miz is still a prominent feature of the show. Uh, I want to point out a comment that I was probably laughing about for like 15 minutes afterwards. So The Miz absolutely just like soaked Byron Saxton with the, the squirt gun or whatever you want to call it, the drip, the drip stick.
0: stick John. Yeah, the drip so stick.
1: he was completely soaked, like completely soaked. And he was arguing with Byron Saxton a little bit after and Byron Saxon said that next week, he hopes that uh, Saxon is holding a plugged-in toaster when he does it. And I lost it for like 10 minutes after that because, like, just uh. for him to say that on TV. <laughs> um, but, yeah, what did you think of this? The, the match, the, there was a match, uh, and, the, and the, the Miz did help John Morrison win. Now, it appears two questions you can answer. One, your thoughts on the match, and two – What's the plan here with Morrison and Miz? Miz is just kind of like helping Morrison win all of his matches. But, like, I don't feel like there's a true direction for them here.
0: No. um, Good match. And that's really never the issue. You got got guys like John Morrison, Riddle, uh, AJ Styles, whoever. Like, really, it's you're usually going to have a a really pretty darn good match. Uh, This was no exception. Both guys are very good. Uh, I could do without the, the dripstick stuff, um, and we're getting some comments saying people are tired of the dripstick. But uh, and that, that's enough. what Dan Great was saying is over the moist sticks. Um, but yeah, it, it does feel like there's there's not, uh, at least from what I can see. When I you know for, I, I like to try and connect dots, however I can. I I don't know. Um, again, it, it feels very clear that going for styles and almost versus arcade bro. Uh Peter Stavros wonder if there's any chance that Morrison is gonna get added to that match. I mean, this is out hurt. I, I think it's still be on, he'll still be on the shelf for a couple months. I don't know how long, but I think uh what he went down in April, and I think the initial prognosis was roughly seven months or so. I don't longer. think he's scheduled to be back until right around the Royal Rumble in January. It's yeah, quite so a while away. That's, that's, that's a ways away. Um, I still think that Morrison would be better off on his own and and Jess Mata kind of or maybe similarly or or differently. uh, Um Jess Mata predicting Morrison should get a push sometime later this year. Miz leaves the wheelchair to turn on him. I think they should go their separate ways at some point. But for if if we're talking about the here and now, um I don't know. Uh you know, if Miz wasn't hurt be one thing, but yeah, uh, who
1: knows what the plan was if they weren't hurt. Because we thought for the longest time they were due to break up at any point, but then he got hurt. So who knows what the plan was.
0: Yeah. But, you know, kind of like Ro- Ro- Taker Sanchez saying, uh, when Morrison's on top of this game, if one M- Miz is back in the fold here, ba- uh, back able to compete, maybe he'll get jealous of that and they'll begin a feud. We'll see that. You know, and, maybe, and kind of similarly, um, or maybe it's Peter's joking about it, but he's saying Miz versus Morrison at WrestleMania next year, you know, maybe a, a long term story there. Um, I think they de- they would deserve it. I think that, that there there are worse things you could do with, with two guys that are that are in this tag team and and, and they have all the history like that. So um but I and also important to note as Peter's saying that uh kudos to this for showing up, still going to work, still being part of the show. When he's hurt, he could he could be at home collecting a paycheck. So so that is you know commendable. But no, I don't know. I mean it is tough because there doesn't seem to be a, a very clear uh Position for Morrison on Raw right now the the, the mid card champions, the heel Sheamus right now uh, he hasn't even been built into a world title contender you know he was money in the bank but then he obviously lost that uh, Miz, Mrs. hurt the the Raw the tag titles are are kind of uh, those are either held by heels B Mrs. hurt so he's it, it, just kind of like he's he's winning matches he he's he's featured he he's got the drip stick he's got this act. Uh, but no, he, he, doesn't have this very clear, uh, this role, you know, for, let's say the next month, you know, I, I, I don't know what, what, what he'll do at SummerSlam. So that, that is definitely a good question. Some thoughts that, um, he could go to NXT to work with his wife, Taya Valkyrie or Frankie Monet. I, again, it's weird cause he is, he's getting a book. He's being featured. I just don't know what, where they're going with that, um, but I don't know. Speaking of NXT, I do you want to talk about Karen Cross? Because uh, last week, John, of course, you and I shared our thoughts about Karen Cross losing to Jeff Hardy. Unfortunately, Jeff Hardy uh, tested positive for COVID nineteen this this weekend, so that, of course, threw a th- through a big wrench in those plans. Apparently, they were reportedly planned to have a rematch. Don't know what would have happened. which it looks like. Cross probably would have won probably so then we we heard that news about uh hardy over the weekend and then tonight during the show on raw uh, they announced that cross will be facing keith lee and i thought oh, well all right i didn't expect that and uh but i i think that's cool um but this this is unfortunately a, a classic example of a match where neither guy could really lose you have carrie cross coming off his loss last week and similarly you'd get Keith lee come back last week after months of being away Keith Lee lost to bobby lashley last week uh and he lost here he tapped out he tapped out and, and that was to me not a good look for him i thought he looked pretty weak in doing so good match i enjoyed it i i thought you do have the history i was very glad that Corey graves actually acknowledged the fact these guys have history cross beat lee for the next title and graves said that to add some of that context some of that meaning so thank you for that unfortunately still cross Uh, from a presentation standpoint being kind of neutered no scarlet and they literally called him a gladiator john you and i do the nxt post show this is he's not a gladiator he is this like supernatural badass like very mysterious character now we're seeing you know they're they're leaning more into like villain and like you know big bad kind of guy but he's not a gladiator but now he's coming to the ring no smoke no no mystique just you know warrior like what no, that that's a very generic thing. Like that's not the carrying cross that that is really cool over on NXT, and yet it is a classic example of this lack of of translation from NXT to the main roster. And I don't know what to make of that. But cross one, so that's good. But now with Jeff testing, uh, Jeff Hardy testing positive, don't know what this means to carrying cross. But even unfortunately for Keith Lee, don't know what's going to happen for him because again, him tapping out not a great look yet again predictions that he could be joining the hurt business that's what steven chambers is saying um but why would the hurt business necessarily recruit a guy that's that was gone now he's back and he's his losing streak like i don't know i don't know if i see that
1: yeah i mean keith lee losing again really hurts him but i think there's a longer story they're telling here that we're not sure about yet he did tweet earlier today that he would like to tell a story. He said that he will within the next one or two weeks. He just needed to gather his thoughts and think about what he wanted to say. So that'll be interesting. See what he has to say. Uh, I think there's a reasoning behind him losing. People are speculating that he's being punished for something. I personally don't think that's what it is, but who knows? Maybe um, Karrion Cross over the backlash last week wins tonight. Looks pretty good. Doing so Uh, we obviously know the next two weeks of NXT have already been taped. So if you really want to know what happens, you can look it up and and find out what happens. Um, We'll remain spoiler free. But um, Cross is going to remain on NXT probably for until he drops the title, whenever that may be, to whoever that may be. But I see him working double duty for a while. What do you think?
0: it's weird because there we do know uh, if you have seen the spoilers you know the direction they're going for nxt uh and maybe he'll drop the title and and move up draw again we talked about it last week but they had that that graph or the the tweet of that said like welcome to rock here and cross kind of making it seem like he's in some capacity member of the roster but maybe he will do double duty as long as he's the champion i would think so i just don't know how long that will last um it's weird because last week I was fired up that he lost Jeff Hardy like that. I did not like that at all. And then I started, I heard some some people giving their takes on it and maybe this possibility of a story that, you know, maybe Cross couldn't, couldn't win without Scarlett. So then when he was without her this week, I thought, okay, maybe you have Keith Lee win and then you have Cross lose again, which doesn't look great, but then that could kind of contribute to that story and that would make some sense. But then Cross wins, so then I don't know whether are going for really either of them. Uh, and I, I like this comment from Nando saying Cross without Scarlet Scar- is like A1 sauce without the steak. I mean, yeah, they, they do kind of need each other. They, they do just work to work very well. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess for now, Cross to, on Raw two weeks in a row, it, it, I would expect to feel he, he, he could very well be on next week. I'd be a little surprised if he wasn't. I don't know what he'll be doing. Again, with Jeff Hardy being out for now, uh, that does kind of throw a wrench in that plan. Um or those reported plans, but uh yeah, I guess I'm I'm glad he won, but that this makes his loss last week even more questionable. Then you do wonder like if Jeff Hardy didn't test positive, if you if Cross won there, that would make some sense. But then they just book themselves in this corner, because then that then that'd be fifty fifty booking and all that, all this stuff. Like you know, there are some just valid criticisms there. Um, yeah, I don't know, but at least for now, I do think they are gonna split uh cross between Raw and NXT. And I think that's fine. You know, I I guess it's good to kind of slowly kind of uh, incorporate Cross into the main roster like that. And maybe they should do it more often, right? Maybe instead of these kind of cold call-ups, like just kind of, you know, have a guy or whoever might be uh, on XT and just kind of happen to uh, work on the main roster at the same time. So I like that. Um, again, curious to see where it goes, but uh, something else that I was curious about where it was going was a, a brief reu- reunion of sorts of the hurt business tonight. We saw uh, Bobby Lashley respond to Goldberg. Uh, he had tweeted uh, before with the show, you know, things thing like this is over the weekend just saying like, no, I'm not going to face the Goldberg, like not interested. Kind of like the, the Roman Reigns, John Cena approach where you kind of feel like they're going to go there anyway, but at least for one week, they are stalling some somewhat because we saw that Lashley came out, rejected Goldberg, said he wasn't even a dignify the challenge of the response cedric alexander comes out and he says that um i'm better than bobby lashley and i I want to at the title and john benjamin comes out obviously another member of the hurt business and said hey how about you how about a real challenge and then ironically john this is a match that we saw months ago when the Hurt business initially imploded i do want to say that i think shelton shelton said at one point like uh, i'm not here to cry for the hurt business and i tweeted don't worry we are, because I rem- I know I'm not alone when I say I'm, I'm still pretty upset about just the way that her business fell apart. And sure. the, I would say prematurely, uh, but we did see this this handy. I think it was like a handicap match slash triple threat match. I don't really know uh, where Lashley faced Cedric and Shelton. He dominated this. This was, this was a good showing for Bobby Lashley. I liked it um i thought would, he looked good this was very much like a, a goldberg match ironically he he hit the jackhammer he, he and he does the spear anyway so there are there are those comparisons to begin with uh last week one he he just like roman reigns Russell manny he stacked him and, and pinned him both so this definitely was a good showing like that um but yeah the, the, like that was it then, then then after the match nothing to really report uh and i just have to feel like we will see goldberg I, i'm I don't remember the dates. But he he was advertised for two raws in August. So the the ratings on the wall. We are probably going to get Goldberg and Bobby Lashley. However, you feel about it, it's kind of like medicine. Just got to swallow it because that's what we're going to be getting. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I guess uh, you know, like I said, uh, uh, just like SmackDown, they're kind of stalling. You can't have Cena on every show, just like you can have you can have Goldberg in every show. So that's fine. That's the way that it works. But um, what do you think about the strong from Lashley? And I guess the The likelihood that we are that we are going to get Lashley and Goldberg.
1: We're definitely getting this match. Um, They're just doing the typical slow build they would do. Uh, I don't think anything special. The the real mystery is who comes out on top. Uh, I I think it's Lashley. I hope it's Lashley, but we've been wrong before.
0: Yeah, that that is. The 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 essence. <laughs> yeah, that's the essence of being a WWE fan, or even just a wrestling fan. Yes, we 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 have feelings, we say them, and then we're wrong, right? That is just how it goes, and there are no faults of our own. That's just like the companies can do whatever they want. And we just kind of have to sit here and and take it. So, uh, you know, yeah, you know, we we can say, oh, I I I think there's no way Goldberg could win, but he very well might. So who knows, right? And and we'll have to wait and see. Uh, if that happens I would I would favor Lashley I would I would think Lashley will win. Uh but I like this coming from Nando. I wouldn't mind seeing if the Hurt business patch things up and reform. I mean I will say I think at this point they they've kind of uh, uh I guess redeemed Lashley and sense that for a couple months that he did lose his way he was he was the godfather of Lashley the ladies man of Lashley now he's back to being mm-hmm. badass you know cool Bobby Lashley just beating dudes up being the mm-hmm. almighty as he should be so I like that um, so I, I, unfortunately, I think maybe something like tonight is the closest we'll get to the Hurt Business reunion like that. DJ Cassier, kind of segue, wondering about Jinder, Veer, and Shanky becoming the new Hurt Business. And we did see, at least for one week, Baron Corbin uh, a couple months ago, kind of, uh, briefly seemingly becoming a Hurt Business um, member, but obviously it didn't work out. Uh, we did see Jinder, Veer, and Shanky tonight, uh, with a, wolf dramatic guitar. And I do want to say, right? Towards the end of the pandemic era, as, as we knew it, uh, in, the th- in the Thunderdome, Drew McIntyre was starting to kind of rub people the wrong way, whether it was the booking, whether it was overexposure, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, Drew McIntyre, you know, people started turning on him, and then there was a the concern that once live fans came back, um, that, that people wouldn't really like him as much. Uh, but I will say, live fans are back, and you can just tell—or at least I'll—I'll I'll say I can—that he's more comfortable. This is how McIntyre got over in the first place by playing off the people, by you know, just the the again, the the live fans don't like solve solve any problems or or make everything necessarily better. But in this case, you know, Jim McIntyre, to me, he's he works better. He he fires people up. He gets the chance going. Sure. It can be a little hokey, but we, we didn't get a history lesson this week. We got more of the badass. Drew McIntyre, the guy that won the Royal Rumble and beat Brock Lesnar. And he got a chant uh, saying, Drew is going to kill you going granted some criticism that he was kind of riffing off a of Samoa Joe. And that's true. Or, or at least there, there's definitely that comparison to be made, but, um, and Neskri saying that the chant was awful familiar. Yeah. Like that's, I guess he was borrowing from that, if you will. Um, but we did see, you know, Ma- at least for a, a one-time only thing, Mahal introduced, uh, an attorney, McIntyre beat him up fine. McIntyre faced, I think it was veer in a singles match. One of Mahal's uh, henchmen, not much to write home about, but McIntyre Ma- yeah. won and Mahal was is ringside. Probably going to get, going to get this at SummerSlam. I would probably think Drew's going to win. Um, but, I, I mean, we're still, like, we're getting this feud, and I'm glad we're getting it. But I still, like, they're not really leaning into the story, John. They've got that history. It's a story that could tell itself. I think it's one of the things, Jinder Mahal literally cut a promo on the bump, explaining why he has an issue with dramatic talk, but they haven't really explained that on the main show. They're leaving, it's one of the things they're leaving the viewer to kind of connect the dots on their own, to fill in those gaps. Because on the show, this feud it's about a man stealing another man's sword, breaking the sword, uh, a man break, uh, destroying the man's bike. And now, I guess, in, uh, in a more traditional sense, uh, Mahal cost McIntyre money to the bank. And now that's kind of the, the heart of the story here. Um, but yeah, I, I guess like I, at the end of the day, I'm glad we're getting this feud. And. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's where I come off on it. Even though it does feel pretty clearly, all, all signs point to McIntyre winning, and wherever he goes from there, you know, some some comments about maybe will move. To, uh, Michael Kent saying he could move to SmackDown face Roman, or or just shake things up by moving to SmackDown. But I think that regardless of what he does afterwards, uh, Drew winning would feel pretty likely.
1: Yeah, I think Drew will probably come out on top. It'll be a, a good feud. A few. Maybe a SummerSlam match, maybe, but I'm not sure this is, this is okay. Uh, not really much to say. It's not the most interesting feud to me, but at least Drew's in the mid-card
0: now where I think he should be for a while. Yeah. And that does seem to be the consensus that, again, even though I, I just said that I feel like he's getting, um, that he's working better than, uh, with a live crowd. I, I think that even still, I think he's better off in this, uh, a different role, uh, uh you know, than he had been, than he had had. Right. And, and I think that that could pay dividends, even if it's just a couple, mo- couple months, that, the, then survivor series or rumble, rumble, whatever it might be that, that he is able to just can maybe eventually come back kind of, uh, refreshed. And, and then that you give people a break. Yeah. You, ha- you have other challenges, whatnot, uh, i I like that so no i I think that is good um getting some comments john one match i never expected to see on raw not as a comment on either guy more of a as a reflection just on the roster r-truth versus reginald um happened in in, in a match this was not 24 7 shenanigans this was a singles match for the 24 7 championship which is which is still very much a thing and reginald uh cartwheeled to the ring he flipped in the ring he's flipping all around the ring our truth was was mic'd up for this match which was a little different and he was just yeah this is very clearly for laughs and truth can do that it's fine um reginald won he did his kind of his flips and he was diving around and he, he did his kind of somersault thing um yeah i i don't know reginald is still the 24 7 champion so there's that and then he after the match more 24 7 shenanigans where uh the, the locker room for lack of a better word came out to the ring the job squad the job yes the job squad came with the ring <laughs> and Reginald evaded them, flipped over the ropes and ran away, Cartwheeled to the back. And there's that. Uh, Nesh curse saying she can't believe the R-Truth didn't get his baby back. Reggie did good, but R-Truth, the 53-time, uh, that was an official official WWE tweet, so that is the accurate number, 53-time uh, champion did not get his baby back tonight. So at least for another week, Truth does not have his baby, so Reginald does. And that would mean that Reginald is here to stay. Uh, I would assume we'll be back on Raw next week as the champion and we'll get more of this. John, what do you think?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, it was clearly just acrobatics comedy. The crowd was not into this at all. They did not react to this. They weren't enjoying this at all. But it was, I mean, it was cool to see, but it was a joke.
0: Yeah. And that's fine. Right, but that, that is very much the uh, intention, or the, it feels like the, the purpose of the title at this point, and that's fine. Right, truth. It's funny, Reginald. Uh, it, it's something different. At least something we've been seeing for months. It was just Truth and Akira Tazawa. Uh Before that, it was you know Elias, and before that, it was Drake Maverick. Like at least it's just these. There's a new character in in this uh, game. I lack of by the word, but you know, it's fine. Nesker's enjoyed it, so that's good. Uh, Granted, I uh, heard Taras saying Reggie almost botched his spot. I mean, yeah, the guy's learning; he's new. Like, I'm you. I don't expect very much of him if he can kind of hold his own and and do the flips and stuff. And again, I think this is one of the things it works very well for the live crowd because they can ooh and ah, and it's fun. Um, it's harmless; it's fine. It's 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 stuff for the ten o'clock hour and half of stuff in ten o'clock ten o'clock hour doesn't matter anyway. One thing that did matter before we get out of here was we saw a championship contender match between uh Sheamus and uh, Damian Priest. John, you and I have been lobbying for this match for for months, yeah, I think probably at least since WrestleMania time. Um, I uh, Priest was injured for a while, so he was away. Uh, then he came back uh, at the very end of Humberto Carrillo's feud with Sheamus, and kind of out of the blue, uh, tonight they, they kind of set, set up this feud, and it is. Pretty darn clear we are, we are heading for a match when these two at SummerSlam. Someone earlier in the comments had said that this was the best match best match of the night. And I would agree. Two meaty men slapping meat. Two powerhouses trading <laughs> trading moves. I liked it. I want more of it. Granted, I don't want it every week. If they can kind of, you know, just build it up a little bit. Um... But without, you know, overdoing it, without turning it into the Raw rematch special, uh, I like it. And I I repeat that I think Damian Priest should be the next United States champion.
1: Yeah, Uh, you had everything spot on there. I think they are in line. I think they deserve it. Uh, I think Damian Priest is good chemistry with him. So them doing this together, I think, is... Going to be, like you said, best match in the night. I think it's just going to continue to get better. Uh Priest gets his winning moment. And she- Sheamus is at a point where he can move on to a a bigger thing, like a, a main championship at this point.
0: Yeah. Uh, Nesh Chris predicting Sheamus will, will, will lose to Priest. I mean, if they play the cards right, she- we've seen Sheamus. He's had a great run for a couple months now. Uh, I would say just kind of throughout the pan- pandemic area he's been doing good work now he's he, he can uh, perform in front of live fans again um so if you know if that means facing Lashley or or I don't know but I I do think there's definitely that potential there we saw him feed with Drew. so I think Lashley would make some sense uh otherwise I don't necessarily know but yeah I think he could put on a pretty good mountain than anybody on overall. And I don't want to exclude them. So as DGCSA is saying Mustafa Ali and Mansoor picked a big one tonight over the Ascension 2.0 or the, the artist formerly known as retribution mace and T-bar. Uh, I've liked this story. I think the pairing is working well. Mustafa Ali and Mansoor, uh, a good pairing, uh, it's it's working they they had teased some conflict and Johnny and I for a couple weeks had wondered if they would feud if they would team we got the announcement last week they would team up they they picked up a win in their first uh the first match as a duo uh for a tag division that kind of needs some some fresh blood this is good i liked it um no complaints here i think it's working well and you need you need depth. You know I don't see them necessarily stepping up to AJ and almost in right away. white. We saw I should yeah. say we saw almost an AJ defend titles against the uh, the Viking Raiders again. But good match, but no, the outcome was not in question. But you, know, you need some maybe second tier teams. Mansoor and Mustafa Ali could very well be that. So I like it. Maybe it'll feed down the route anyway, but I like this and I think it's a good way just to add some depth to the tag division.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think. They can just continue to impress and, and build their story and become a better tag team and at the same time i feel like whenever they do earn that opportunity uh, there will be different champions at that point so let's see how it unfolds
0: yeah and on the flip side as as steven, steven chambers saying please I'm, I'm very much approaching Nia Jack Shane territory with Mason Tibor here, where at least for, for uh, Dominic Dijakovic, because I really liked him in NXT. I thought there was some potential for him in retribution. That went off there. was pretty darn quick. Now he's with Mace uh, as a team. Uh, and, and it's very much this Mad Max Ascension kind of, they cut this weird promo about the jungle and I didn't really like it. They were in face paint again. Um, yeah, they they need to kind of just go go separate ways, or at the very least something some something, needs to give here because it's not working for me, and I, I I'm seeing pretty generally people are done on this, and and people f- even saying like Mason Tibor or DiJack and Dio Madden are very talented, they're very very they're 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 good wrestlers, but just these gimmicks. Really holding them back, and Fernando saying he wants DiJack uh, to, to drop the image. He's basically a huge AJ Styles. That's very good phrase. I think he had a great run in NXT, and they could still very much tap in that potential, but it's not going to be happening as Tiabar, at least not not at this point. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be, we'll get there someday soon. But in the meantime, John, lots obviously just one for an hour about talking lots lots to dig into from Raw tonight. What do you think about the show overall? uh 3.75 john clark i have not heard you give a show that that low in i don't know ever
1: what why (laughs) um my gosh just horrible horrible
0: oh yeah michael kent giving it a wow wow Michael Kent with a four. Just Mata with a four as well. Nesha sure with a seven. I'm more line with well, Nesha, I not think it was that bad. I mean, eight, did you guys say it was an 8.8? Danny Greathouse saying he's with you. <laughs> wow, divisive thoughts here. I mean, did oh, Danny Grace was a 3.2. People, come on. Someone nap. people. We, we talked about it in the show that, that it was, you know, it wasn't a bottom five raw, but I guess... I don't even want to know we could score bottom five for us. Jeremy Hans with a 0.0. 0. God, guys, come are on. Are you going
1: with a nine?
0: No, okay. I have not Okay. I did I John, it would take so much for me to give Raw a nine. Michael, uh <laughs> State, with a five and one Lower Rock with a two point, man, people are down on Raw, now. I'm telling you. Uh for me. <sighs> I, I didn't think it was that bad. Like my friends are not with a major given a major shrinkage with a 3.3. Um I, uh Stephen saying he feels bad people bought tickets for it with giving it a five. I didn't think it was bad. It wasn't great. I I liked some things that we saw. Um did I love it? No, I th- and we talked about it. I thought they could have done something to make it better, like Randy Orton coming back or, or whatever it might be. And I imagine next week we'll be able to better. Maybe not to sound like a conspiracy theorist. Maybe they purposely made this week's bad so the next week will look even better. I don't know. Um, nonetheless, I. I feel uh, like I'll, I'll I'll I'm sure I'm going to give it a solid number. I'll say like between a 6.5 and a 7. I didn't think it was that bad. Like not a 2.1 more rock or you give it a 3.4. Come on, John. My gosh. No, it wasn't that bad. Uh, maybe okay, maybe as I said, maybe I'm still biased cuz the fans are back and I'm a, I'm a, I'm happy about that and that's propping it up, but I didn't think it was that bad. Like yeah, it was weird to out one, and we saw some weird things. But she- Sheamus and Priest was good. Riddle and Morrison was good. Almost broke Riddle's stupid scooter. We didn't even talked about that. That was cool. Um, Bobby Lashley beat up the the Hurt Business. We got a brief Hurt Business reunion. Like there was good stuff, you know. But all right, it's not for everybody. That's fine. Everyone has their own cup of tea. That's totally fine. Um, wow. I, I, hope next week is better. I should say, I'm not surprised that John, you gave it a low score. I was following your tweets all night long. I could tell you weren't, you weren't really digging it. And that's totally fine. And like, I wasn't digging everything either, but like, wow. I had, I had not expect not, not just you, but just like the general thoughts. That it was not a good show. All right. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully next week will be better. And we will hope tonight, Tuesday night, John, you know, I'll be back here uh, tonight for the XT post show. Usually NXT, Good palette cleanser, you know, just usually even the real even though the ratings won't back it up, it's a pretty darn good show. And then John, you know, be back here on Friday, Friday Night SmackDown. The Diamond Dudes of Attitude cover all things AEW and WCW rewritten. So, oh, it's, it's funny. DJCA saying all the little ratings from John Clark followers. I mean, I don't know about that, but just in general, you know, people. Obviously, we're all entitled to our own opinions. I didn't, think it was, I didn't think it was a great show by any means, but I didn't think it was that bad. But nonetheless, we'll be back here. We'll be we're here tonight for the next Post show. we are back here Monday night, hoping there'll be a better show next Monday. So we'll see what happens there. But in the meantime, John, even on the night when you give the show a 3.4, or like we saw some scores even lower, we try to do one thing. We try to do one thing above all of this and John. Even with a, with a with a with a raw like this, can you tell me what that is? Enjoy the product. Enjoy the product. Well John, we enjoy the product. We enjoy the wrestling. We enjoy the wrestling. Cause that's what we do here wrestling. And we thank you for listening, everybody. Until next time, just enjoy the wrestling. All right. Take care, everybody.